Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. As we approach Scripture, it is best, I think, that we always do it in a spirit of prayer. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You alone, Lord, are holy. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Hallelujah. Let's do that again. Y'all do it so well. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You alone. Great God, fill us, um, fill us so that we might be emptied in your name, so that we might spend ourselves, our lives in your service. Oh God, fill us this hour with your word, its meaning, and our place in your world. Help us, oh holy God, that that word might be rooted in our lives. We ask it in the name of Jesus the Christ, amen and amen. Well, this passage is from Isaiah, the 65th chapter, a powerful word from Isaiah. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days, or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. They shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food, shall be dust. 
They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Much of this passage we just read feels to me, it sounds a bit like a, a, a political advertisement. A political advertisement by somebody who wants desperately for us to vote for him or for her. Allow me to read it again, at least portions of it, in the contemporary English version. Now, this is not a political advertisement, by the way, but just imagine for a moment hearing this on your television in the blur of late-night TV. I am creating new heavens and a new earth. Everything of the past will be forgotten. Celebrate and be glad forever. I am creating a Jerusalem full of happy people. There will be no more crying or sorrow in that city. Everyone will live a very long life. I will answer their prayers before they finish praying. And then imagine this kicker. Wolves and lambs will graze together. Lions and oxen will feed on straw. Snakes will eat only dirt. They won't bite or harm anyone on my holy mountain. It seems kind of ludicrous if you take this passage out of context. It seems ludicrous to me anyway. We might vote for this candidate because we all so badly want these sorts of things to come to pass. We don't really see it dawning. We don't really see it happening. But if anybody else convinces us that they see it, then we might want to follow them just in case they can deliver. We might vote for them because we so badly want these things. They sound, at least taking out of context, they sound like false promises. It sounds like Wishful thinking. What Republican or Democrat would dare say such things? And what voter would be so gullible as to believe it? It is, of course, God, who's not a member of any political party, who says these things. And we, gullible or not, are invited to be a part of this new vision, of this new heaven and this new earth. And Isaiah, writing to a recently exiled people, Isaiah, here at the end of his book, is dead serious about these words. Kate Benakas is a, a, a priest at an Episcopal church in Evanston, and she recently wrote about this passage in the Christian Century magazine. She writes that it feels like these words aren't even wildly believable. We live on an earth where the global warming is getting hotter. We live in a country where the political climate is getting colder. Um, she lives in what she calls one of the most segregated metropolitan areas in the country, that is greater Chicago. She's right when she writes, our problems can feel intractable. Our problems can and often do feel intractable. But she points to signs of hope, as preachers are wont to do. In Chicago, her congregation is working with other, other uh, consortiums, with other, other Christians, other Muslims, other Jews, other people of faith. They're seeking alternatives to incar or for, for incarceration for the mentally ill. They're talking about gun control. They're talking about education, of course. And they're talking about housing. And local, oh, local police are joining in these conversations and these efforts. 
and they are making progress, even in Chicago, she says. The consortium of what St. Luke's is a part of, the Chicago chapter of a national group called the Industrial Areas Foundation, is well on its way to building 2,000 homes in, south, in the southwest side of Chicago. 2,000 homes. 2,000 homes. We need more than that, of course, but 2,000 homes is not a drop in the bucket. Problems are tough, yes, but intractable? She says, no. Lions aren't exactly lying down with lambs, but there are examples of world-changing communities doing world-changing work in their local communities. Think of what this church has done for just over 170 years. Depending on how you count it, we've founded eight or nine or ten churches in the area. We support ministries all over town and all over the world. On Thursday, four of us gather with some fear and trepidation with about 10,000 pounds of luggage to go to Cuba. And we are bringing the gifts that you have given. Um, lots of over-the-counter medication. It seems to me that's illegal to carry that stuff, but I'm told it's not. Lots of, we, have, we have shears, garden shears, big garden shears in the packed bags. Um, and I'm afraid that some, one of us is going to get arrested and it's not going to me. I'm going to say it's Rachel's idea. I'm going to say, officer, she's our trip leader. I knew nothing about these shears. This church has attempted to support ministries around the world ever since she was founded. And, and Thursday we head to Cuba. Look at what our ELL program has done. English language learners, formerly called our ESL program. These English language learners, immigrants, and others in our community, visitors to our community, they, they have come here in these classrooms across the alley to learn a, a little more English and to, to practice speaking it. They've been working on it. Not only that, they've been building community there. We were all invited to the Thanksgiving dinner last Wednesday. It was a great means of grace for this community. We were able to celebrate and to eat and then to spend hours washing dishes afterwards. It was really a wonderful time. Look at what's happening. Look at the peace that's breaking out here. Are lions laying down with lambs? Well, not. No, they're not. They're not. But things of great beauty are blooming here, of which you have been a part for a long, long time. Look at Dream. Look at what Dream is doing. Look at what our choir is doing. Our choir insists that worshiping God is very much a part of what we do. So our choir helps us to sing to God's glory. I feel like dancing a little bit with the, the soundtrack here. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when a baby cries, you walk it around and, and you, you help it out. When, when our kids were little, we taped the, the, the car seat on top of the dryer and then we turned the dryer on. <laughs> and when they really would cry, we'd put them in on the inside. No, I'm kidding. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. Think about what the church has been doing, this church, and, and every church, what they've been doing to help to bring peace to, to the world, right? Um, 
it, it is a new heaven and a new earth. And it's not here yet. It's not here yet, but, but we see glimpses of it and we keep working on it. And it, 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 it surprises us again and again and again with its beauty, with its vitality. I am creating a new heaven and a new earth, says the Lord. Last week marked the 53rd anniversary of Sesame Street. Sesame Street was founded based on the Arabian Nights um, phrase, that phrase, open sesame. They thought, the creators thought, that will, will, will kind of create a sense of adventure and wonder and joy. And it has, open sesame, Sesame Street. Uh, it didn't create a new heaven and new earth. For 53 years, the new heaven and the new earth, it's not fully arrived yet, of course, but, but it has opened whole new worlds to children who, who need a little help in learning, providing them with compelling educational television for them. Now, Sesame Street was the brainchild of Joan Gans Cooney, and late in the 1960s, the average American preschooler watched 27 hours of television, much of which was violent and much of which he or she could not possibly understand. Uh, Cooney knew that underprivileged kids particularly needed help before they entered kindergarten. Preschoolers then started learning the alphabet, and they started learning their numbers with Jim Henson's Muppets. So Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch and Kermit the Frog, they for 53 years have brought a little peace and wholeness and calm to the world of our children as they are learning things about what is purple and, and what is green and what does number eight look like when it's written down. Contrary to what my beloved and my late mother used to sometimes say, the world is not, I repeat, the world is not going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Our problems are tough, yes, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting they aren't. There's a war raging in Ukraine now. There's violence around the world. The political divide in our country is still deep. It's still deep. Problems, problems abound, and our problems are tough, but intractable? No. God has another plan for this world that God loves and has redeemed. He said these words to a decimated people. You shall build houses, and you shall inhabit them. You shall plant vineyards, and you'll be around later in the next season or the next to eat the fruit. You shall not build, and another inhabit. You shall not plant, and another eat. Because of my grace, you will experience wholeness. You will experience community. And you will be able to rest as one at home. Not only does God have a plan for this new heaven and new earth, which we see glimpses of? But God endeavors to use us to help build it. Us. I mentioned dream a moment ago. Last Tuesday night, there was a dreamer sitting out on the stone bench out under the awning at the education building on the alley. He was waiting for Coach Anthony and for a ride home. Wind howled down that alley. 
I contend that the windiest place in all of Champaign-Urbana is the center of that alley. There are times in the deep winter when I run from my office over there to this pulpit and on the way, I didn't bring a jacket, on the way I stop in the middle of that alley and think, I could freeze right here. He was there on that bench with that wind howling down the alley. Now, it had been an unseasonably warm day. But two hours after sunset, that wind was quite cool. I, and I, I texted Tracy. said, there's a guy here, a dreamer here. Uh, I think his name is Pierre. Said, oh, yeah, yeah, Pierre, he's a good guy. He's waiting for Anthony to get a ride. I said, okay, well. Um, so I invited, I invited him in. I invited him in. Uh, and he wouldn't have known this, but it would have been tough because we were having a worship committee meeting, and I invited him in to sit in in the worship committee meeting with us. That poor kid, this teenager, would have been bored out of his mind, but it would have been warm. He told me he was fine, except he wasn't. He was cold. He was wearing just a thin sweatshirt. He was waiting for Coach Anthony to come, give him a ride home. The wait had taken longer than anybody expected, and he was waiting, waiting, waiting. He didn't come in because I was a stranger. Even though that building over there is his after-school home every day after school, he had never been in this building, and we had never met. And he had been trained well. Don't talk to strangers. Don't, if a stranger invites you into their house, would you go? Of course not. So, so he didn't go. He stayed on that bench, and I came in for an exciting, thrilling committee of our worship committee. It lasted seven hours. <clears throat> Guess what? Next time, when Pierre is sitting on that stone bench... And the wind is howling, and it's a lot colder. And I invite him to come inside where it's warm. He just might do it because we're not strangers anymore. He'll come inside, and we will be making a little heaven and earth on the corner of Church and State Street in Champaign, Illinois. And he'll be warm. And he'll be bored if the worship committee's meeting. But he'll be warm, and he can stand at the door and look out in the alley for his ride to come. And he and I aren't strangers anymore. And he and the worship committee and we will build something of the kingdom of God here in this place. A small, little piece. I am making a new heaven and a new earth, says the Lord. And you... By my grace, with your courage, will help me. Will help me. I am creating new heavens and new earth, says the Lord. Everything of the past will be forgotten. Celebrate and be glad forever. I am creating a new Jerusalem full of happy people. There will be no more crying or sorrow in that city. Everyone will live a very long life. I will answer their prayers before they are finished praying. Wolves and lambs will graze together. Lions and oxen will feed on straw. Snakes will eat only dirt. They won't bite or harm anyone on my holy mountain. 
says the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week. Thank you.